Today is Friday, September 3rd. Here's your local news from the Kansas City Star. It will be sunny with a couple of thunderstorms. Today's high will be 82 degrees. Here's today's top story. Missouri State Parks officials have removed an exhibit documenting the LGBT rights movement in Kansas City from the state capitol after complaints from a legislative staffer. The exhibit, titled, Making History, Kansas City and the Rise of Gay Rights, was on display at the Missouri State Museum, which is housed in the first floor of the state capitol. It consisted of banners, curated by UMKC history students, that recount the activism of the local LGBT community, including a focus on 1950s gay rights groups known as homophile organizations. It had gone up just four days ago, said State Senator Greg Razor, a Kansas City Democrat and the only openly gay member of the Senate. On Thursday, it was gone. Razor said he believed the park's officials had done so because lawmakers or their staff complained. He said he was awaiting a call with the director of the Department of Natural Resources, which runs the state park system that administers the museum. In an email response to inquiries about the exhibit's removal, DNR spokeswoman Connie Patterson wrote only that, quote, the display has been moved from the Capitol. She did not say why or who made the decision. On Tuesday Uriah Stark, a legislator assistant to Representative Mitch Boggs, a la Russell Republican, posted a complaint on Facebook that by displaying the exhibit, the, quote, taxpayer-funded museum is pushing the LGBT agenda in our state capital, unquote. In response to subsequent comments decrying the exhibit, Stark wrote that it, quote, needs to be stopped. Stark did not respond to requests for comment. On Wednesday night, he posted that the exhibit had been removed and credited intervention by Representatives Ann Kelly, a Lamar Republican and Secretary of the House Republican Caucus, and Brian Seitz, a Branson Republican. Kelly did not respond to requests for comment. Seitz on Thursday morning said he made one phone call asking to speak with the museum curator but had not heard back. He said he had seen pictures of the exhibit on Facebook and wanted to know, quote, why that exhibit was placed there at this time, what was the purpose behind the exhibit, and just see who made the call as far as putting that at the Capitol. Quote, that's the extent of my involvement, Seitz said. In local news, the mother of John Albers, the 17-year-old fatally shot by a police officer in Overland Park, has filed a complaint alleging that Johnson County officials have violated Kansas Open Meetings Law. The complaint requests the Kansas Attorney General's office investigate the Johnson County Police Chiefs and Sheriffs Association. The association is listed as a nonprofit with the Kansas Secretary of State. Most records and meetings involving nonprofits are exempt from state transparency laws, which apply to public agencies. However, Sheila Albers contends that the association should be subject to the Kansas Open Meetings Act because of its dealings with Johnson County's officer-involved shooting investigation team, or OISIT. The multi-jurisdictional team, comprised of officers from Johnson County law enforcement agencies, investigates police shootings. Albers wrote in the complaint this police chief's association quote, conducts public business. According to OISIT's policy manual, the police chief's association provides administrative support to OISIT. Police chiefs serving as liaisons on a particular police shooting are responsible for communicating the status of an active investigation to the association. The association has also determined policies and maintained rosters of OISIT personnel. In the complaint filed earlier this week, Albers contends that the association met last year to discuss updates to OISIT's policies and that future meetings should be open to the public. Terry Anderson, the head of the association and police chief for the Johnson County Park Police, previously told the Star that the association's meetings are not open to the public. He did not respond to a request for comment on Wednesday. In coronavirus news, Governor Laura Kelly on Wednesday called on Kansans to protect school children from the coronavirus, 
but will likely not enact more widespread COVID-19 interventions such as a statewide mask mandate or limits on mass gatherings. The governor appeared at a news conference in the Children's Unit at Wesley Medical Center, where she announced the formation of a task force to advise her administration, local government and school districts on the growing issues of school transmission of COVID-19. Kelly said, quote, we have to do everything in our power to protect our students, our teachers and our staff in schools. And that's why today, in addition to celebrating the five-year anniversary of Wesley Children's, I'm also here to announce a new Safer Classrooms workgroup. We're bringing together a group of highly skilled health professionals, pediatricians, family physicians, school nurses, pharmacists and psychologists. She announced the group will be co-chaired by Drs. Jennifer Bacani McKenney of Wilson County and Stephanie Kuhlman of the University of Kansas Medical School, Wichita. The group will gather input from school patrons and health professionals and issue best practices recommendations on how to limit the spread of COVID. It will also issue weekly school safety reports that will include updates on hospitalizations, and if necessary, deaths of children and youth along with a list of schools with active outbreaks. The report will contain policy information on vaccinations, student quarantines, testing and masking requirements. But Kelly shied away from previous COVID prevention methods she'd ordered, including statewide mask mandates and limitations on attendance at public events. Kelly said, quote, I want to avoid that at all cost. When the pandemic first started a year and a half ago, we didn't know what we know now. Now we know how to slow the spread and how to stop the virus. I would rather we implement those procedures rather than other things that we implemented a year and a half ago because it was the only thing we knew to do at the time. We know differently now. She said it's up to local boards to decide whether to mask up their personnel and students, and she supports that in the wake of Wellington schools having to suspend classes last week until September 7. And finally, in sports news, Kansas City Royals shortstop Adalberto Mondesi's mounting injuries and numerous missed games certainly provide reasons for frustration and doubt. But when he's healthy and playing, he also creates an abundance of excitement and intrigue. After having played in just 10 of the Royals' first 131 games, Mondesi returned from his third stay on the injured list prior to Wednesday's game against the Cleveland Indians at Kauffman Stadium. As the designated hitter appearing in his first game since June 20, all Mondesi hit two for four with a home run, a stolen base and two runs scored. Mondesi didn't play in the field on Wednesday. When he does return to the field, he'll see time at a new position, third base. In Mondesi's absence, Nicky Lopez turned in the best season of his young career and surprised the Royals' brass by how well he has handled shortstop on a daily basis. Lopez entered Wednesday night leading the American League in batting average since June 15, hitting .341. He's hit .292 for the season. Merrifield, a natural second baseman, has played all around the diamond since reaching the majors in 2016. This season, he has been among the best defensive infielders in the majors, statistically, as an everyday second baseman. Matheny said prior to the game, quote, we talked a lot about how to handle Mondi coming back and what that might look like. To be honest with what we're seeing with our middle infielders, specifically Nicky and Witt, how well they're doing. The conversation was about the right thing for these guys as well as how can we get Mondi reinitiated into our lineup because we know when he's out there we have a chance of seeing some special things. Matheny and the front office were very conscious of wanting to, quote, respect what both Lopez and Merrifield have done so far this season each having made strong cases to be among the top candidates for gold gloves at their respective positions based on defensive metrics. You're listening to stories from the Kansas City Star. Find us at kansascity.com to read more about these stories and others.